Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of YouthCast. Uh, yeah, it's been a while, but we've all been really busy with our college preparations because yes, we are heading off to college this year. Yay! Are you guys excited? Hashtag YouthCast in college. I don't no. know about you guys, but I will be joining the military to do service for my nation for two years before I go to college. Good but luck, I sir. I hope both of you have fun at college. Thank oh, you. Man. Thank you. I hope so too. Wait, just okay. I'm, I I I was slightly confused. I thought it was like wait. So are you applying to colleges? So you apply to colleges, then you go two years later, or do you apply two years later? So you you can do both really. It's all up to you as a person. So my school limits the number of applications you have to ten per person across how many ever years you want to apply, right? So I right. could apply to a few schools. I could apply if I wanted to all the schools this year, right? Um, and then. Defer enrollment, which most of them allow you to do because you're paying them so much money, they better let you like defer enrollment. <laughs> But then once you've like accepted a seat in the school, you're committed there. Man. It's like a student, except like it's like you're taking a gap year for two years. Um, right, right. So But it's also management quota like, OP. But yeah, yeah. But like for me, at least what I'm planning to do is I'll apply to two, three schools this year, two, three, three schools next year, two, three schools the year after that. Because honestly, I'm not too sure. Where life is going to take me? Like, one day I want to do politics. The next day I want to become an IIT tech YouTuber. Like, I don't know, man. So like, I'm, I'm sorry. No, we need to delve a little bit more into this. What what happened to the second half? <laughs> Wait, no. What? Why? I understand the political science part. That that is slightly well covered on the podcast. I think he was just But trying to sec- say he's not very sure about what exactly he wants to do. Exactly. So, I so, like, he's going to spend these next two years. Training in the military, dwelling on what he wants to do. So, like, I don't want to like take out all my eggs from the basket before they've hatched. I don't know, but like that, oh, yeah. profound. I think it's put all of the eggs in the basket, yeah. not take all of them out I when they've hatched. <laughs> but basically, but, I just want to like yeah. play it safe for the time being. So, I think I'll apply to one or two schools this year, and then the rest I'll do later. Anyways, my school is a little conservative with. Predicted grades as compared to some other schools right. in Singapore, which like inflate them like crazy. So I think I might have better chances if I apply with my actual IB marks as compared to predicted. I just have a very funny image of uh, Swayam in the middle of a battlefield with his uh, hotspot applying to universities. <laughs> I don't think that's But, funny, Ajit. I think that's oh. extremely disrespectful. Oh. But yeah, that is pretty funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So Swayam, uh, oh, for context, Swayam's in Singapore. He's not part joining the Indian Army anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, Swayam, what's it like in Singapore? Because we could talk about what is like in India, but most of our viewers probably know. So what's it like in Singapore? Um, so we've been doing fine for a while. So we had zero cases for one day in the middle there, where everyone was like, "Wow, zero cases." <laughs> well, that's because the thing is, in general, Singapore is very, very sensitive to any even like. Less than if it's more than ten cases, these guys start freaking out because you need to consider the fact that it's seven million people Population living dense. in the city. Yeah. It, it's it's a city smaller than Gurgaon. Seven million people living there, right? So it's I, like I, it's I distinctly remember pro- last podcast where he said a city smaller than Delhi, uh, <laughs> but and he was gone. Okay, okay, guys. Um, but yeah, like in general, in general, you need to be very careful with COVID, which is why the government is kind of overreactionary, like. They're they're very hyped up about this. So recently, um, there were zero cases. They decided to open up the country even further. Um, so for a while, it was like you can do anything you want as long as you have a mask on and you're in groups not more than five. 
um but now um there was this one vietnamese hostess um at some karaoke lounge who got covid and gave it to over 40 males um so now we've gone into another semi lockdown um because of that so that's that's um going on but i think another interesting thing that's come as a result of this is that we're beginning to see vaccinated people and non vaccinated people being institutionally differentiated in singapore um so i went to um uh, online movie ticket store to buy a movie to watch black widow yeah yeah um and over there there was a separate hall only for vaccinated people and you were only allowed admission into the hall if you were fully vaccinated um so and if you weren't fully vaccinated you're just not allowed to watch the movie so we're beginning to see that in singapore and although i think it's a good thing to make people like get incentivized to get vaccinated um it's still scary i think it marks the beginning of something that could be potentially quite scary i mean i think in a place like india where a lot of large percentage of the population which is not urban and partly backwards you could say in that manner who does not believe in the power of science uh, is is reluctant to take the vaccine and given i live in a area which is like there's a lot of labor force here and a lot of them like we if we converse with them they're like why would we take the vaccine it's like because they've heard that you get worse after you take the vaccine which is true you get worse yeah, for a while mad. but uh, so that there's that and secondly yeah secondly i feel like like in some cases it it as you said it does seem worth it like in cases like where people i think certain temples are in, enforcing this thing where you need to be vaccinated to get into the temple which i think is targeting a good part of the population which otherwise would might not have been vaccinated but i i i think could you delve a little bit deeper into why you think this is the mark of something cuz i i don't know i didn't get that like where do you see so, this going Put, so for one for one i think it begins a situation where people who for religious reasons or political reasons don't want to get vaccinated or can't get vaccinated they're inherently being discriminated against so i know of certain religious denominations obviously this isn't the case in singapore where you usually only have chinese malay and indians living um, as the majority of residents but at least in places like the united states and all where you have different religious groups with different beliefs beyond um certain things certain groups like jehovah's witnesses and all they're very strict about the fact that vaccines are a complete no no um so for them you're essentially saying that because of your religion you're not going to be able to participate in civil society that's one problem that i see arising secondly okay. there's the entire situation of people who can't take the vaccine for reasons out of their control um you could argue that religion is in your control but i'm talking about people with like medical allergies children under the age of 12 people with certain things that just don't make them eligible to get the vaccination that people who have had the virus in the last 270 days it's also problematic for those guys as well because jordan herently saying that if it's out of their control right so if you're saying if you're will if you're able to get the vaccinated and then you get the vaccinated then you'll be allowed ah, okay i kind of messed up there but what i'm saying is it's not in their control if they're not able to get vaccinated and as a result they should be discriminated but don't you think it's for the for greater it. good though like in yeah, the sense I, that like I, und- i understand what you mean as principle that i understand that but i feel like in this case the exception to the rule is particularly this as well like i, I can think, imagine what you're saying yeah go on yeah i don't think most of society will look at it like that though cuz like it's more of a safety issue than a discriminate dis- yeah i can't talk either 
but yeah <laughs> uh, i i like i understand what you mean in the sense that it does it is inherently discriminatory yes we, we have finally completed the circle uh, but it's i don't know i feel like it doesn't fit into like for example the idea of like okay i understand people who can't get it it, it also depends on which case this rule is being applied like if they can't go to you know like if if essential services are being barred against like if you can't go to the grocery shop because you're not vaccinated then i can understand that that is much bigger of an issue than not being able to go to the cinema but if you're saying that in principle this could be extended then perhaps i i understand your point but given that it's something like a vaccine which is more scientific in nature than politically or religiously charged i think in this case that doesn't really apply but so, so i think the thing is yeah go on yes the thing is like just talking about the context of singapore like you talked about how like it's not being applied to grocery marks and things like that but uh, another thing that the singaporean government like applied a while back was contact tracing they made their own app called trace together initially it was optional everywhere then they made it into a situation where even though it's still optional on paper going about your life without it is impossible Each sort of like aroga setu right yes oh, but you, it's implemented you've not been here right i i, so I know you, what aroga setu okay. is and i've used it as well i was still in india when it right 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 but it's implemented everywhere and anywhere you have to scan a qr code before you enter any shop any building any mall anything you want to do you need to have either a trace together token which right. they scan or you scan it via your phone right now the problem is obviously that sounds great on paper but the offset is that is the government knows exactly where you are what time you're at these places and who you've been interacting with and on one hand you may be saying okay i have nothing to hide but as we've talked about in things like tech your yeah, privacy yeah, yeah. is very very valuable um and what's even scarier is when they were making the app they initially said your data is going to be completely secure and only going yeah. to be used for contact tracing they actually ended up using it to solve a crime right now and there was big news um they tracked the they tracked some thief using trace together um, right so so that although although it was used for a good reason you can see how that can be a slippery slope right so even though it's still optional on paper you're forced to do it and that may have bigger repercussions in society which is why i also see these vaccines being mandatory also slightly problematic so i think the point to reach the surveillance i can completely understand and this was something that was brought up earlier is with the aroga setu thing as well which is that we are allowing access it's sort of like like in in the constitution we have a situation of emergency right now this has obviously not been proclaimed as an emergency but in in case of an emergency certain rules don't apply and certain rules do right like your your the government shuts down certain rights that otherwise would have been applied however when the emergency is lifted those rules are like those uh, those sanctions of sorts are lifted as well whereas it we have sort of let the government and its institutions almost encroach encroach upon our as you said privacy but we don't know what will happen once covid is over like what do you do then right because i feel like this all of this conversation is very valid then because at that point you've already let the government uh, encroach upon your privacy and they can use that to do other stuff which you have not permitted to in the first place you right like just just speaking about this in general so like i have this chase together token i have to go connect it from a community club 
what's surprising about it even though there's a very well established documented process for how to get one you just need to go show them your national id sign a few papers and then you get your token that's it there's no process on how to give one back once you have it it's with you and there's right. nothing you can do about it obviously you could just leave it at home when you're going out right but, but like that's, the point is that it, it, it's still at home like so so it, it it's scary like although it all makes sense i definitely agree with what you're saying like at times like this individual liberty probably isn't the best thing for society like you you've seen what's happening in the us right and i think in that <laughs> sense asian countries just because like although yeah. we have ideas like liberty yeah. maybe in india not so much in singapore but like at least since those ideas exist like there's been but like in the us where liberty and freedom is so 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 important and like ingrained into their lifestyle or like their culture then then you've seen how bad it is for society but i think so it's fine in the short run but i'm more worried about what's going to happen in the long run wait so what is the yeah. token is it like a geo tag yeah it's it's a geo tag and what it does is it interacts with every other person in singapore with bluetooth or a token and it's constant constantly knows where you are um right um i think yeah as you said like it depends on the country as well like in case of singapore i understand now understanding the context of where you are coming from given that it's a what, what is it something wait i forgot yes. benevolent yeah. dictatorship right that's the sort of setup you have or what i forgot what the official term for it is there are many terms you could go with illiberal democracy authoritarian <laughs> democracy <laughs> Yeah, Farce basically democracy. There's a lot of basically it, it, it's it's not Stalin, but it, it's it's like the power that Stalin would have. It's sort of like that, except it's nice over there. Like people are not starving. Like that's basically the setup you have. It's it's a compromise between having a very strong government which has no opposition, which means they can actually work towards the benefit of the people. right and right. thankfully they've actually been working they're not like eating the money and like becoming fat like they're That's actually nice. doing really good work so like <laughs> so like it's it's a it's a compromise between having an efficient government and having a democratic right. government right so in, in that case where you like okay you could argue in some may say that this is happening in india but in constitutionally we do have certain rights that you don't so in that case i can understand that here it's more um Like there is more space to rebel, whereas in case of Singapore, you really don't have much of a choice. So in that sense, I can understand why you would be more, um, more worried about these things than us. I think, But, yeah, I think, yeah. I think I watched this really cool MKBHD video, um, and although that's completely unrelated, he's a tech YouTuber. He talked about something called the paradox of choice, which is when all right. these companies like try to create a situation where. even though on paper you have a choice like you buy one apple airpods even though you can use it with android you're sucked into uh, the ecosystem you can't yeah. like once you're there you're there then you have an apple and then once you have a macbook it's like okay the next time months my airpods gets spoiled <laughs> i'll have to buy another airpods and the list keeps going on and on and on that's the paradox this is how sam justifies his purchases to his parents this is known as unhealthy yeah. addictions Yeah, but I think I think the same way the paradox of choice companies are using it, I think the same way governments are using it as well. Like there was there's still a paradox of choice. Like if I want to, I can not use my token anywhere. That also means I can't go anywhere in in Singapore. I can just stay at home. And that's not to say like I can't like but is that really how you want to be living life? I mean, yeah, it's like 
there is there is a world where you can just not use the app or not use the token but in that world you're not really living because like at the end of the day for whatever you have to do in life you're going to need that token or you're going to need that app so right, yeah, right. exactly so so also, yeah it's, it's yeah. quite bad Swap. also the thing with um, you compared it to tech privacy for a second which we spoken about earlier especially in our last episode as well and i think it the word privacy gets thrown around a lot and in different cases it means different things like in case of facebook where they talk about selling your data quote and that data is okay <laughs> that data is part of a larger data set which is based on things that they've gathered about you so it's not like for example however with the geo tag it's very specific to you it's linked to your national id with whereas in some some case like where they're using it for ads and stuff and targeted uh, advertisement that is more general in terms of okay i just want 50000 people who like cars and then they just and are the under the age of i don't know 25 so it's like this that's more, that's more general in that case and not is very hard to misuse our information whereas this is obviously much more personal and then must be talked about more what do you guys okay. think about people saying that like smart devices or smart speakers are always listening and like collecting data <laughs> it's <laughs> so as I far know. as i understand the way like things like alexa and all work is they have like one some really insignificant like memory on the device locally which is enough to like so it, it doesn't store your data on the cloud it stores it locally like the last 15 words you've said so it's always listening technically but it doesn't send start sending your voice over to the amazon servers until it hears the keyword um so like it'll register the last 10 words you say and then it'll start sending the messages so like obviously alexa itself doesn't know anything right she's just relaying a message to the amazon servers the What? amazon servers are never going to do that uh but yeah so like you know to be fair it's very well a possibility like we've heard of people accessing webcams uh without people's knowledge like if that's the case why couldn't this be the case as well but i just think it's unlikely but it's very possible like if someone is dedicated enough to like hack things he could probably hack this as well have you ever spoken I, I, about something yeah. and seen it on your phone on like a youtube ad or something i don't know dude i it's not happened with me but because it's also like i may have typed it before have spoken yeah. about it right so like that's what happens i may have searched with, for it and yeah that's what happens with most people that they think they've only talked about it but like at some point yeah. they probably googled it while they were talking about it or typed it in a message right. and then it shows up but yeah and the other thing is smart speakers as as swayam said also it's more of a like I don't think from Amazon's or whatever company or smart speaker you have from their side it's more of a like unless Jeff I I mean oh he resigned as CEO also we could speak about that uh, but yeah, other I, than that like unless he is planning to like be evil and take over the world I don't see the intent of Amazon trying to hack into listen other than the advertisements as a uh, Uh, as another target advertisement that uh, Samat mentioned, but yes, it's also an inlet into um, like your life, as Swayam mentioned as well, like just as a webcam or a keyboard where it takes input from your life. It's it's that as well. So it's I think it's more of a case that somebody else might hack into your smart speakers and listen through that, just like I a, never even a thought of webcam. that. <laughs> yeah, that is creepy. In in general, though, guys, I've just been thinking about this a little. Would you rather live in a country? Would you would you rather live in a country like 
like in general would you rather live in a country like singapore where everything is orderly everything the roads are clean people are well off there's no poverty at least on a surface level um would you rather live in a country like that but lack basic freedoms like the freedom to criticize your own government the freedom to like like in in general we lack a lot of freedoms um like yeah. if the free speech in singapore it consists of one 5 by 5 square box they've called it speaker's <laughs> corner in one public like you're only allowed to have free speech in that one corner and guess what in order to go there you need to inform the police beforehand that you're going to be going there it is ridiculous um <laughs> hey listen person, i'm going to take over the government can you like can, can i at least go there um, in that corner Hey, yeah, it, it, it's weird though, because like if, if you want to protest the government, you need to ask for the government's permission to criticize the government. It's like doesn't make sense. Um, Wait, is it like so an like, appointment you... system, or can that just be like no, you can't talk about us? <laughs> They they've done that in the past. So like um, there's being gay is technically illegal in Singapore, right? What? So like oh, being gay, right? Sorry, it's technically illegal in Singapore, even though they haven't persecuted anyone under the act for like fifty years or something. like it's still illegal on paper though um so um they had this organization this lgbtq organization who wanted to host an annual pride parade right they right. banned the rainbow symbol so now so now they started using a pink symbol and everyone knows it's technically the lgbt <laughs> thingy but since it's pink they can't do anything about it so they call it pink dot now um right and the government's not doing anything about it but it's just so sad that they had to go to that extent in the first place so like would you rather live in a country that lacks these kind of basic freedoms and although on a surface level it doesn't seem like much but i've talked to my dad about this and he said that even a lot of his friends who used to be like expats in singapore they just said that it doesn't give them like like it, it it's hard living without the freedoms even though they seem superficial on a surface level like it, it's still a would big you, deal so would you rather I, live in a country like that or a answer. slightly worse no no or would you live in a slightly worse Quite country yeah. which has a bunch of freedoms what's a slightly worse country you have to give a real life example you can't be like and name a country I, yeah i want to say america but i'm not going to say america no, i'm going to say rural i'm going to say i'm going to say rural america not new york boston LA. would you rather live in texas or singapore montana montana would you rather live in montana ka farm ya singapore and montana ki farm mein you're allowed to own guns you're allowed to do whatever you want <laughs> Your life is your life. You Freedom, say brother. Whatever you want, America, America. Or, or would you rather live in Singapore? That's okay. the question I have for you. I think, I think my, before I answer, I have one question, which is like, could you, like, you mentioned a few examples, but I'm saying like, in a day-to-day life of the average person, how do these, like, okay, on a policy level, I can understand how these, like, if you have to rebel against a policy, you basically can't. So, like, okay, but other than that, I, I don't know how it. plays in your day to day life like for example we take it for granted so i i don't notice that points at which i am exercising or I mean, like, consuming yeah. one example would be that everyone these days is so vocal about everything on social media and living in a country that doesn't allow you to do that might seem kind of strange no but it's like i i don't know like it's the same thing with like example with social media it's like there is just half the people that are woke on social media are just like part of this one socialist elite where they just keep on saying woke things to each other and expect to change something like most of like people who argue on twitter there's like what 1% of the population on twitter like who are you arguing against like i know there's certain things that come out of twitter and then they becomes movements in general no. but i'm saying i mean 
they do happen i don't know examples in india but it's like i don't know a lot of these things i feel like yes the the power to do that obviously like on a larger scale i can understand how that would be very limiting but could you explain how on a day to day level it would affect your life okay so the thing is i actually don't think on a day to day level it is like you don't you don't feel it that much on a day to day level because things are quite great here like you have nice roads there's everyone has a house um I'm quite great food like i mean it, it's true like if you look at the gdp per capita it's like 65000 usd that's okay, unreal no but india's is like what 30 3350 dollars or what right like yeah but just, yeah. just looking at that it, like it, it but i think as long as it doesn't affect you it's great the second it does something does happen then it's where things start to go really really downhill have you had a oh, personal so experience like, not personal but i heard of this uh, this tamilian content creator in singapore and she made a right. video about like race relations in singapore got warned by the government now on probation for 2 years just for speaking about race because My. the government is so strict about them being a multicultural society they just don't let you have conversations about race relations so oh, wow. it's like when it starts affecting you then the problems really start like until it doesn't affect you then it's all peachy and cherry and like great but then the second it does so Sam, will you get you, into trouble for this i mean nobody <laughs> will you actually be on listens for 2 years i mean nobody actually listens to our podcast so i think we're going to be fine but shout out yeah. to shorya agarwal <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so so i think that's the thing um I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah. I, 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 you know what, Montana doesn't sound so bad. Like it's, I think, like you know what, I can't really compare to Montana. I haven't been there, but comparing to India, where it's like, you have a fair share of freedom of speech, despite like you know like, okay, you 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 you're gonna get lynched for it, but it's probably not as much as the government as it is the people in, in India. So it's like the government, yes. The, like for example, Munawar Farooqi, is that his name? Yeah. Like he he got jailed and a bunch of other comedians got jailed for speaking about some I think religious something like that some religious comedy but it's like more of the like the more of the what do you call it more of the fear like I only know about comedy in terms of like and I know about like the recent movements like for example the CA and RC protests like this is something that's more fresh in my mind but it's like there was still like you know like there was still protests like there was outrage on other social media platforms the people were with us but a large part of this also comes from a part of the population as well so it's like i think you know what i i'd stay here also it it probably it's probably biased that we are part of a very like a top 1% of the socio economic strata so it's like we're not as much affected by the government's policies as somebody who might be lower down with lesser uh, power to bias and just societal power in general So I think that's yeah. So I'm so some. Yeah, I, I think I, I I think like liberty doesn't really matter if you don't have anything on your plate. So I think that's that's one thing you're saying for sure. Like that. What we're saying is like yeah. we come from a place of privilege when we're having. We can't even think of having this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Of course, right? Like. इंडिया यू डोट केयर इफ यू हैव फ्री स्पीच और नॉट लाइक 
you 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 genuinely don't want to get through the day yeah it's not yeah, like i'm assuming yeah yeah and i again I, i also secondly i don't know where the singapore government stands on a lot of things i just assume it shuts down everything at this point <laughs> so if guys 27th episode of youth cast doesn't come that's not because singapore 26. government is shut us Bro. No, this is twenty six. No, no, no this is twenty seven. The next one is twenty seven. Yeah, so the next one, this twenty, so the twenty, the twenty seventh episode doesn't come out. It's not because Singapore government has shut us down. It is just because we forgot to record it. But yeah, I mean, or it yeah, might I think that's my Singapore. We pledge allegiance and loyalty to Singapore. Singapore is the best country on the earth. Thank you, Singapore <laughs> government, for lifting me from statelessness. This video sounds sponsored by this Singapore is, this government. Is, this is going to be a curb your meme when Swam is fighting in the military, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this video was sponsored by Skills Singapore. Wait one second. What? This video was sponsored by Skills Singapore. I thought you said Skills Singapore. I was like, what? No, no, like Skills Share. You know, Skills Singapore. Oh, use okay. co- use code Swam fifteen to get fifteen percent. Hey, why not Youth Cast fifteen? What is this? Are you are you making money on the side without us? Anyways, are you working with the government? Speaking of things I do on the side, speaking of things I do on the side, guys, go check out the twenty sixth episode of Youthcast, which we actually won the New York Times podcast. Oh yeah, that was so cool! For. It was actually a really good episode. I won't lie. I listened to it. It was nice. It was just why I'm so we're gonna guess why I'm credit for it, even though it says Youthcast. I mean, technically, that's the awards. Been, um... <laughs> yeah, it's a very nice episode. It's, <laughs> it's on how Winston Churchill is viewed. And yeah, go check it out. It's on. It's in our Spotify as well. 